The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome, welcome. Sharp Lessons Picks Friday Stadium's sports betting podcast. He's the professor, Nate Jacobson. I'm Ben Wittenstein. Nate, it is Friday, this podcast's favorite day of the week. It's time to make some picks. Yeah, excited. Only the second episode this week, but we're going to come in strong with everything we bet as now we're in November. So hopefully we can turn around some of the uh, misfortune that we had and especially me in October. I know, Ben, you've kind of picked up the podcast the last few weekends, but it's been a real struggle for me, but hoping to get back on tracking back to the basics with two college football best bets and then just my favorite opinions that I will also have bets on. So make sure to listen to the full show for everything that I feel strongly about on Friday afternoon. Yeah, new month, new you. I think you're ready to turn the page. It's going to be all green on our best bet sheet for the month of November for you. I'm feeling a good month. Um, 17 and 5. I'm 17 and 5. You're 12 and 13. The podcast is 29 and 28 uh, in total. And then for my NBA bets, I was on odd streak. So I had this coming where I'm losing two best bets in the NBA in a row. Um, I'm 3 and 2 in the uh, NBA best bet category. So I got one NBA best bet uh, for tonight as well, along with all the college football and NFL best bets but nate we do have uh, an update on the nfl line moves in the uh, texans and dolphins game that people should be aware of yeah just a game where they're not going to talk about on this podcast in terms of a game we're going to pick so i just wanted to mention that it was announced on thursday to rod taylor will make his first start for the houston texans first start since he picked up an injury in week two and because of that, we saw a line move towards the Texans. It's one and seven against one and seven, two teams on seven game losing streaks. And the Dolphins were a six and a half point favorite. Now we're seeing five and a half across the board for a game in Miami that I don't think anyone's going to watch unless they have the red zone channel on and they see a few plays. But just wanted to bring that up that we have had such a theme about quarterback situations driving the line moves. We talked about a bunch of them on Wednesday. I think we'll talk about a few more as we go through the bets we like uh, during the show, but a bet we aren't going to talk about because we have nothing in, at least I don't. Uh, Texas down to five and a half against the Dolphins in a in a game where you maybe would have used Miami as a survivor pick if you're still alive. But now I would uh, suggest going away from it because Terod Taylor is a better quarterback at the moment than Davis Mills. That game is just going to be a mess. I, I'm I'm kind of want to just watch it all because of how messy of a game that's going to be. And I do like watching Terod Taylor play, but it is that's going to be a bad, messy, ugly game that no one should put any of their hard-earned money on any portion of that game at all, in my opinion. Quickly, I've had a few friends who've asked me about teasing the Texans up to double digits in a situation like that. And when it comes to teasers, I want kind of like a thing that's a sure, not a sure thing, but like something that's pretty stable where the floor is high um, and the ceiling is maybe high, but just regular. But I guess my point is with the Houston Texans, they're a team that if they're trailing by like 14, 
they might show quit. They've traded multiple players before the trade deadline. And when you're teasing six points in the NFL to really capture true value, you need to go through key numbers. But you also want a team that you know what you're going to get. I think the Texans and teams like the Denver Broncos, who traded a franchise player in Von Miller, when a team trades a player like that, it really sends a bad message to the locker room and the coaching staff and the, and the players, of course. So I think there's like an opportunity where like those teams can get completely blown out. So if you like those underdogs, just bet them straight up. Don't tie them up with a teaser where you're relying on another side to go through. So I think that's my suggestion. Don't tease um, teams that could be easily blown out and maybe have quit on the season, especially if they get to an early deficit. It's a good idea. Um, let's do the weather report. The weather outside is weather. Looking around some uh, weather across the country. It doesn't look like, obviously, we're not at the snowy part of the year yet. So snow is not a factor, but the weather is getting colder, uh, especially in some parts of the southeast for college football Saturday. Yeah, I noticed going through the weather report, nothing too crazy uh, in terms of like in the Midwest with the Big Ten and, and maybe the MAC if you're interested in betting that or anywhere else. Um, the Northeast, it's kind of like 40s, 50s at night, maybe 40s later at night in the evening. Uh, but nothing too crazy to report. But I did notice some SEC games where like, the weather was in like the 50s, which is pretty cold just for that area of the country. I know like Georgia hosts Missouri at a noon start and then late night game, uh, 6 o'clock, I believe, local time in Tuscaloosa. Uh, where it's, the weather is going to be in the low 50s when LSU plays Alabama. So that's kind of a, a cooler temperature than maybe what you're used to. But I don't think anything that should really impact your the way you look into betting the games, because there's no rain or wind except for maybe a few isolated areas. That's good. I think that's definitely good to know because you're going to have these games throughout the next couple of weeks where we're going to start seeing some snow and some heavy winds. And that's definitely something if you're going to be betting these games, if you like betting the games early, maybe you hold off an extra day or two just to see if that weather report uh, becomes a little bit more clear. College football picks, Nate, let's just get into them because we've got a good amount of college football picks this week. I think we're seeing a little bit more clearly this week for college football than we are the NFL. But let's start with that Texas A&M-Auburn game. And I put this in the article on WatchStadium.com, um, and I really like this play. And it's the under 49 and a half. And I think you can find 49 and a half at a, at a couple more places. But I just think it's too high for two teams who pride themselves on being really good defensively and two teams who don't have quarterbacks that I trust at all in this situation. And I love Bo Nix at home. And this is not Bo Nix at home, Nate. This is Bo Nix on the road in a hostile environment in College Station against a defense that hasn't given up more than 20 points a game um, per game on an average basis this season. And then on the other side, Zach Calzada, I don't trust him at all against an Auburn defense that's really good as well. So I'm not really sure why this total is creeping up towards 50. I, I think the under is the play here um, for both of these teams, and I've been on a couple Auburn unders that have won. So I feel like I have a pretty good feeling of when Auburn games are going to go under. So 49.5 under for Auburn, Texas A&M is my pick. Yeah, I agree with you here. Um, going to be a, a small bet at least for me. I also like the Texas A&M side. What's keeping me off Texas A&M a best bet is the game it has a low total, so I think it could be a, a closer game uh, just because I don't expect a lot of points, just kind of like you. And Texas A&M currently a five-point favorite now. There was some four-and-a-half earlier. So A&M is the side I'm looking. We talked about how last week Auburn was in a good spot 
catching Ole Miss off a gauntlet of a schedule, but also Auburn coming off a bye. Now Texas A&M is the team in a good spot off the bye. They are still getting – I know Calzada you might not trust, but at least they're getting better quarterback play from him. And I think Jimbo Fisher probably used the bye week to maybe fine-tune some of his game. So kind of like Texas A&M here to uh, play well, and it's a good spot. And Auburn, as you mentioned, Bo Nix struggling on the road. He has played a little bit better on the road, but Texas A&M defense is a much bigger step in class than some of the teams he's been on the road in LSU and Arkansas. You have uh, North Carolina as a best bet? Yeah, North Carolina, minus two and a half. And I wrote in my article, it's my top choice for, for spread pick, and I know that hasn't been a very successful uh answer i've had just because i lost a lot of them uh but this is exactly the type of college football game i like to bet uh where you have a team that is four and four they're unranked yet they're still a favorite against an eight and oh team that's in the top 10 in the college football playoff wake forest is number nine in the initial rankings that came out on tuesday so i think it just shows that wake forest they're an overrated team they're not as good as their eight and oh record because those point spread says that north carolina is favorite North Carolina's at at home. I still think this point spread is a little bit short. I think it should be over a field goal. So I like the situation for North Carolina with all the pressure on Wake Forest to try to spoil the season of their geographical rival. And Sam Howell, still an NFL prospect, quarterback for North Carolina. I think he should have a lot of success here against the Wake Forest defense. And I'm hoping for a fast start for North Carolina and they're able to uh, – do enough to hold off Sam Hartman, who's a pretty good quarterback for Wake Forest. But I like the situation and the number for the Tar Heels here, laying two and a half. Yeah, this is a game that I was definitely on Wake Forest at the start of the week, and I was very confused why the line was so low. And after hearing you talk about it throughout the week, I'm I'm a little bit more more on the North Carolina side at this point, especially being at home. And for Wake Forest's sake, I, I hope they can win this game and stay ranked uh, highly, but it does seem like a really good spot for UNC uh, this weekend. Best bet for me, Nate, let's go outside of the continental 48 states. Let's go to Hawaii. Hawaii playing San Diego State. I like Hawaii plus seven, and I will give a hearty hat tip um, to both Kate Constable and Alex Simmons because they both suggested this play in the watchstadium.com article. I, I think... Hawaii being at home, being an underdog, and the fact that this is going to be the first time since pre-pandemic, apparently, that they are going to have a full stadium of fans. And I think you put all of it together, San Diego State coming off a, a bad loss to Fresno State, having to go to Hawaii, Hawaii being at home with fans for the first time and getting seven points. Give me the seven points. I'll take Hawaii plus seven against San Diego State. I'll make that a best bet. Um, I think Alex put it in, in the article. Things can get weird in Hawaii when you're playing at Hawaii like that, and for Hawaii to get seven in a game that might be closer, or even Hawaii having a chance to win, give me Hawaii all day. Yep, I'm in agreement with that. I was going to bet this too, and also what makes it even better is it is the late night game in the late, literally the latest kickoff. Maybe not as late as some past Hawaii games, but it is at, I believe, 10 p.m. Central time for us, 11 p.m. Eastern mix in daylight savings time and there's really no excuse with the clocks turning back that you should not be watching this game and putting your hard-earned money on the rainbow warriors so i'm on hawaii i agree with that best bet 
Um, I'll go with my second best bet because I did give out North Carolina minus two and a half. And it's kind of a similar theme to the Wake Forest game where you're betting on a team that was undefeated or against a team that's undefeated, a team that's very highly ranked in the college football playoff. And that team I'm going to fade is Michigan State. And I'm going to take Purdue plus three. Uh, the difference between, I guess, Wake Forest and Michigan State is Michigan State is coming off a dramatic win over Michigan where they needed to come back from a 16-point deficit. And they just should deserve, they deserve credit for fighting back. But Michigan State has had a lot of good fortune this season. I'm expecting regression to occur. So why not this week against a Purdue team that already has taken down Iowa when they were number two in the country? They went on the road and beat Nebraska in the underdog role, albeit they did have some fortune with the Nebraska turnovers. But they do have a wide receiver in David Bell that I think has the ability to have a big game. He had a huge game against Iowa, 240 receiving yards. I think he can have some success against Michigan State, which will allow Purdue to score. And I believe Purdue has a great shot at winning this game outright and spoiling Michigan State's chances. Well, there's a lot to be played, but it would it would knock Michigan State down from number three in the college football ranking. So I'm rooting for chaos this week with my first best bet and getting Wake Forest out of there. No one wants to see Wake Forest uh, flirting with the top four in the college football playoff. Sorry to the the people in Winston-Salem, but uh, <laughs> I think Michigan State, the, the romance is kind of going to wear off this week after they've had a lot of fortune this season in games against Nebraska and Indiana and then last week against Michigan. It's going to end here. Purdue plus three best bet. All right, Nate, for me, this is a mathematical play. This is math. Simple, <laughs> understandable math. And it's the Army Air Force under 37 and a half. And this is simply a service academy underplay that usually hits uh, 37 and a half. Yeah. It's low. It's a low number. I will say that. Um, but I, I just don't know when you're getting the teams like Army and Air Force playing against each other. In a game where it's just going to be all running the ball, there's not going to be many deep passes. You're not going to get big plays. You're not going to get that 80-yard touchdown pass in this game. You're going to get hard, deep, four-yard runs that keep the clock moving. And you're going to see games that end like 14-10 to 10 or 17-10. to 10. So I, I just – 37.5, it's just an underplay. It's not a best bet, but it's it's on principle of service academy unders. Yeah, usually I'm all over this bet. I know early in the year we had the uh, Navy Air Force under, and that was a very easy win. We'll get Army-Navy later in the year, which I'm sure will be a bet for me. But in this case, I feel like this is just way too low. I mean, Army was a team that played Wake Forest a few weeks ago, and the final score was 70-56. to 56. So I think both these teams are going to score at least enough to make it at least scary that it's going to go over. I know that the service academy unders – are great because of the offenses they play and the defenses know what's coming because they see it in practice every day. But for, I'm going to sit this one out personally, Ben, and I'll root for you and hope the trend continues just for, I know a lot of people are going to bet it, but it's just a little bit too low for me where the, actually in this case, the math is what's keeping me back from this play, even though the narrative and the trend says I should be on the under between army and air force in a game that's going to be played even before the 11 or the noon Eastern games, it's going to be 1130 Eastern. So when the pregame shows are still going on, we're going to have a kickoff in this game as it's an early start at Army. This is a bring a towel, buy a Gatorade game because you're going to be sweating. This is a game you're going to be sweating for sure. But you really uh, you just have to you can't you definitely can't be over. 
if you're going to bet the total in, no. in an Army Air Force game, you have to go under. Um, but it, 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 it might be a sweat. It really might be a sweat. But when you see a total for that game, you have to always go under. Um, NFL picks, Nate, if you're done with the college football, we can uh, move on NFL. Yeah, NFL, and I'll share a few attractive underdogs I'm considering, but I'm just going to share what I have bet already or what I plan on betting soon. And the first one is going to be the 49ers. And a few weeks ago, week five to be exact, I made a big bet on the 49ers plus five and a half at the undefeated at the time Arizona Cardinals. Trey Lance was starting, but I thought the number was a little bit too inflated for a 49ers team I thought would bounce back after two tough home losses. The 49ers played well, especially defensively, but offensively they were a mess. They couldn't convert on fourth down. They ended up losing the game only 17 to 10, but they really had a lot of opportunities not only to cover the football game, but to win it. Um, Now we have a situation here where Arizona was the favorite early in the week. Kyler Murray hasn't practiced. He still hopes to play, and they said he doesn't have to practice for him to play in this game. But now the 49ers are a two-point favorite. So at this point, maybe not bet right now. Hope Kyler Murray plays. Hope to get the 49ers maybe back at like a pick em price or maybe minus one where you can lay a short money line. But the 49ers, it's a side I already bet early in the week when I saw that line moving. Kind of hopped on it early, so not going to make it a best bet because it's at minus two right now. I think... I actually don't really know if Kyler Murray is going to play because I think he'll want to play, but it would make sense for him maybe to take a a week off because that reported ankle injury he had was a one to three week injury. So I think it might be smart for the long term of Arizona for him not to force it. But if he does play, we're going to he'll lack mobility and that's a key part to his game and the Cardinals offense and his ability to improvise. So I also like the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo starting this game instead of Trey Lance, like Trey Lance started last week. So like the 49ers here, this is a big game for San Francisco. If you can get to four and four, there's definitely one NFC wildcard spot in reach, maybe two. So getting this win with the Rams on deck on a Monday night before a bye week, or it's not a bye week, but it just would be big to win those next two games because there's a lot of winnable games afterwards. And this would be huge for San Francisco's chances to, Sneak into the playoffs, which is maybe a little surprising because of how disappointing they've been, but there's definitely a path there for the 49ers. And it starts this week, so let's go 49ers, I guess. uh, (laughs) I might make a bigger bet on this Sunday if Kyler Murray is ruled in. Uh, I have one best bet for the NFL, and my my last week in the NFL was just horrid. I would not wish that upon my worst enemy as the Sunday that I had last weekend. So I'm going to just try to keep it light for the NFL this weekend. But I do like the Chargers minus two, Nate. I I like the spot that they're in. You definitely cannot bet on the Eagles. There's no way I am putting any money in any shape or form on the Philadelphia Eagles to cover or win a football game. But I do like the Chargers in this spot. They're coming off two losses. The Eagles are coming off a win against the Detroit Lions, which basically is a nothing. That doesn't even count for anything really this season. Um, the Eagles have not won two games in a row this year yet. So they, they have history working against them there. And I think that this Chargers team, the fact that they have now lost two in a row, I think they are too good to lose three in a row. And I think they're too good to not make the necessary adjustments that is needed to beat a team like the Philadelphia Eagles. I know it's on the road, but it's a three o'clock central start time. So they, they're, it's not like they're starting too early in their body clocks for the weekend. It's a 1 p.m. start time on their body clocks. 
um, when they're playing in Philadelphia. So they don't have that issue that they may have had against Baltimore a couple weeks ago. I, I just I think this is a number that's low enough. It's good enough for the Chargers to to win. And I think they finally kind of right the ship. Brandon Staley's too good of a coach to lose three in a row, especially to a team like the Philadelphia Eagles. And if they're going to win, I think they're going to cover by more than two. Yeah, and uh, I'm really torn on this game, Ben. I, li- I like your idea going with the Chargers. I think the Eagles are getting a little bit too much credit for the way they beat the Lions last week. But we've seen so many instances where teams go – and play the Lions in a game with like a smaller spread, and they just are able to out-talent the Lions. And the Lions actually do well when they're a big underdog and they maybe show a little bit more effort. So the Chargers are the way I'd, I'd lean, but there was a lot of money that came in early on the week on the Eagles to knock that number down to Chargers minus one. Then there was some buyback to Chargers minus two. Kind of an interesting line this way has gone. Dude, because of that, I just don't want to bet it. Personally, maybe I'll have a small bet on the Chargers. Um, maybe I'll use them in a contest if this line gets like two and a half or even three for some reason, or there's like an injury. But for me, it's it's a pass right now. But it's it's either Chargers or pass if I have needed to lean one one side in the game. And the um, the interesting and, thing is too, sorry, is that the yeah. Chargers are better against the spread on the road, and the Eagles are worse against the spread <laughs> at home, which is yeah, kind that, of an interesting little caveat. It's, it's like the Eagles and Giants in the recent years have really struggled covering numbers at home. And I wonder if, like, it's something to do with, like, the pressure playing in front of those fan bases, a, a passionate fan base that when things are going well, they're going to be happy. But things haven't gone well for both franchises the last few seasons. Yeah. So the Boo Birds come out, they turn on them. And, and I think, yeah, it's funny. I think both those teams, the Giants and Eagles, both in the NFC East, and maybe in the Washington football team, they do better on the road when their fans aren't uh, so down on them when they aren't playing well. <laughs> I like it. Um, I don't. I was trying to look through the board. I don't have any other best bets for the NFL. I yeah. would say Buffalo minus 14 and a half is a bet I would consider just because anyone over Jacksonville, I, I, I think Jacksonville can be beat by three or more touchdowns by some of these better teams in the NFL. It's definitely not a best bet, but definitely a bet I will consider. Uh, for something like that. Um, and then Tennessee and Rams over was another one I was looking at. I know without Derrick Henry, Tennessee kind of loses their their rushing ability, but they are also a pretty good passing team. They're, they're not afraid to sling the ball deep. So both these teams are pretty good at scoring, and, and Tennessee has a god-awful defense, so the over would be a lean in that game as well. Well, something from that game I have, and it's a teaser play that I'm not going to say is a best bet for best bet record purposes, but I'm going to bet an amount of it where it's like a best bet, and it's going to be teasing the Browns up to plus 8.5, teasing the Rams down to minus 1 or minus 1.5. like this teaser a lot. I'd actually bet the Browns at plus 3 if it got back there. I don't think it will. Uh, but because of because of the the fact that I think the spread should be like Bengals minus 1, maybe even a pick em, and Cleveland needs to win this game. I like the Browns in this spot. I'm going to use them in contests at plus two and a half, but really like the teaser for them up to eight and a half, getting through the key numbers of three and seven. Pair that with the Sunday night, the Rams. I really like the chances of the Rams to win this game. We look at the Titans and taking out even the Derrick Henry injury, which is a tough loss, but I don't know how much it should be reflected in the point spread, but Tough spot for the Titans coming off three big AFC wins as underdogs. Now you have to travel Sunday night game, Pacific time zone. 
with the uh, the uh, daylight savings time. So it's going to feel even a little bit later for Tennessee, and it's going to feel earlier for the Rams. So uh, like the Rams just to win the game, and if you pair them with the Browns at plus eight and a half, that's a good way to attack uh, the Week Nine NFL board for Sunday. I like it. All right, should we move on to our uh, attractive underdogs? Yeah, there's a few NFL sides that uh, I'm considering and just want to bring up and maybe have a few sentences on. All right, so who uh, who are you looking at? Who, who are some of these attractive underdogs well, for you in well, both start, college and NFL? Yeah, let's start Saturday for college. I've been trying to do like a three-team money line underdog parlay, and, and one team that I really like actually, and I just wanted a good – team for this segment and didn't want to include it in the the picks but i'll definitely have it like a a regular bet and it's tcu plus seven bad spot for baylor coming off the T- the texas win at home you have a big game next week at o- or you're hosting oklahoma so now you have to go on the road play tcu my worry about this game is gary patterson who uh was fired and parted ways the program he's gone which you don't know how that's going to affect the players. But at the same time, that's kind of built into the number. Like if Patterson was still there, this number would probably be like four or four and a half. So getting plus seven with Baylor, plus 200, plus 210 on the money line with TCU, pardon me, not Baylor. So I like TCU plus seven. I also will sprinkle a little bit on the money line and include them in a money line parlay with Purdue and also Memphis. Memphis is a team hosting SMU early kickoff SMU were undefeated going into last week. They lose a big game to Houston, so that's a crushing loss. Memphis is a team coming off the bye week. And then also if uh, SMU, you have to wonder where head coach Sonny Dykes is mind at because he's been rumored for the Texas Tech and TCU head coach opening. So wonder how focused he's in on game planning for this one, especially after they lost last week. My one holdup is Memphis quarterback Seth Hennigan is a game-time decision with an injury. Really want to make sure he's playing. So this is probably going to be a bet I make on Memphis plus four, four and a half on Saturday morning, tomorrow morning, and include that in a money line parlay. Memphis, TCU, Purdue pays out around 18 to one at the moment. So the attractive underdogs, I guess, in this this case, because I didn't talk about them earlier, are TCU and Memphis. Awesome. And then we've got some uh, NFL teams as well. Panthers, Packers, Vikings, and Falcons. You got four attractive underdogs. Yeah, all, all ones I'm just kind of considering for contests and, and maybe a bet if it gets to a certain number. We talked about the Packers game pretty extensively on Wednesday's show. Not much has changed, in my opinion. Seven, seven and a half, I, I think, is a worthwhile play on the Packers now that Jordan Love is starting and there's just kind of a overreaction in terms of drop-off when a starter, starting quarterback is injured or is absent and we go to the backup, at least in the first start. So I'm willing to roll the dice on the Packers, at least in contest. Panther is another team that's interested me. Waiting on that quarterback announcement with uh, Sam Darnold and concussion protocol. If P.J. Walker starts, wouldn't like him as much, but maybe we get like a bigger number like four or four and a half is right now we're at three and a half as we talk on a on a Friday morning and then the other ones Vikings a team I know no one's going to want but I feel like Minnesota and the underdog role is at least worth a look in the uh in contest I, I mentioned that in the article it's like the my number says to bet the Vikings because I made the game only Ravens minus five so at six or six and a half maybe even seven would definitely be interested in the Vikings for at least a contest, but maybe not want to put my money up 
after what they did to me last week, letting me down. <laughs> and then the other one, the Falcons. We got news today that Taysom Hill will not start. It's going to be Trevor Simeon again. The uh, spread in that game right now is Saints minus six. I just think like Saints minus six with Trevor Simeon is not enough of a drop off from Jameis Winston. Even if you don't think Jameis Winston is that good of a quarterback, the total is 41. I think that's just asking a lot for a favorite quarterback by Trevor Simeon to cover a, a number as a favorite, even if the Falcons have kind of, well, I mean, last week they were a three-point favorite before the Calvin Ridley news against the Panthers. So I, I feel like there's like an overreaction to the, the Falcons losing that game and the Saints maybe a little bit of overreaction for their win against the Buccaneers last week. So the Falcons, kind of as I talk about it, make a lot more sense to me at plus six with Trevor Simeon getting the nod at quarterback. Yeah, I like that Packers pick. I think everyone's been against the Packers since the Aaron Rodgers news, and we may have seen the market go a little too much in favor of Kansas City. And again, we talked about this on Wednesday, Nate, how how much we don't trust Kansas City at all, let alone to cover seven and a half against yeah. a team that is still pretty good, even without Aaron Rodgers. I understand how much he, he means to the spread, but that offense for Kansas City has not looked great. The defense is essentially non-existent. So I just seven and a half is a lot, a lot to lay in that situation. If you are in a contest where the lines lock before Wednesday, so like there's one contest I'm in where it's Tuesday afternoon it locks, which means you can pick off some real stale numbers by the time the kickoffs happen. The Chiefs are only a half point favorite, so like they're an automatic team I'm going to use in that contest this week. But in a contest where they're plus seven or seven and a half, I'm definitely going to take a strong look to the Packers at that number where I have to pick like five or seven sides in a, a contest out of only 14 games. So. That's kind of where I'm at. I'll tweet out uh, on Sunday what I like in terms of contests because I'm doing well in a few of them and want to uh, let people know what I like and kind of where my mind is on Sunday morning after some of the line moves. Brunch time winner. These have been pretty uh, pretty good recently, pretty successful. What's the brunch time winner for Sunday? Yeah, let's stay in the game I kind of went a little bit more in depth on, and it's Falcon Saints, first half under 21. This total has dropped all week. I don't think there's much value at the current full game total at 41, but if you can get first half under 21 or better, that's going to be the brunch time winner for this week. And I also like the fact now that Trevor Simeon is starting at quarterback. I feel like we're going to get a very conservative start from both teams in this one. And, uh, yeah, Falcon Saints, first half under 21. I saw some 21 and a half this morning. Wonder if that's gone now that Simeon is starting. But as long as you can get a 21 and like decent juice, like minus 120, no more than that. I think that's a that's a solid wager for uh, a winner that you'll hopefully get at about 115, 120 uh, Central Time, or I guess 220 on the East Coast. Uh, let's see. I've got. Two NBA picks in the show. I, I was going to make one of these a best bet, but after kind of looking around, it, it's tough to bet against the Trailblazers when they are at home this season. I think that's the thing that tipped me. The Blazers on the road are awful. At home, though, they've only lost one game out of four. So it's hard to to say that the, the Pacers can even beat the, the Trailblazers at home. Now, the Pacers have looked better, Nate, since Karis LeVert and Malcolm Brogdon have come back. They look like a real NBA team that can actually be a, a pretty scary playoff team, and then they're going to get T.J. Warren back as well. But they're laying four and a half on the road against Portland. Um, I, I think that's a pretty decent bet. I think you're 
getting four and a half points against a Trailblazers team that I know is good at home, but hasn't really been the most reliable team. I, I like Pacers plus four and a half against the Blazers. And then the Knicks against the Bucks. the Knicks are getting four on the road. They have had up and down past couple of games, but I think this is kind of where they can right the ship. I think they can even win this game against the Bucks. And again, with these NBA picks, I would say just check for the injury report. Chris Middleton missed the Bucks last game, and and the injury reports for the NBA are ridiculous. You know, they come out stuff with like thirty minutes before tip off. So really, there, there's no point in betting these games like early on. You're you're probably just giving yourself a, a bad hand because. You don't know what type of injuries they're going to announce 30 minutes before the game. So Knicks plus four, I think, is a pretty good bet if that number is still available after all the injury reports come out and you see who's playing and who's not. Um, so I like the underdogs tonight. Knicks plus four, Pacers plus four and a half um, are a couple picks that I really like. Um, and then even Cavaliers plus five and a half against the Raptors in, in Toronto. I, I think the Cavs are, are still continuing to be underrated by the market and people just aren't betting the Cavs because – they, they know what the Cavs have been the last couple of years, which has been god-awful. Um, but the Raptors are not as good as people should expect them to be, and the Cavs have been better than people expect them to be. So Cavs plus 5.5, Knicks plus 4, and we'll go with Pacers plus 4.5 as well are uh, my three NBA picks for tonight. None of them are best bets, but three NBA picks. I think I like the Pacers the most, so I'll, I'll have some money on yeah. Indiana. Why not? Yeah, you know. Trust the Pacers as they uh, get more and more healthy. I think that's that's the way to go. Um, but if we don't have any more bets, I think that'll do it for today. We will be back on Monday. We'll have our Monday show next week recapping the weekend. I think it's time for, for Nate's luck to turn around. It's November. It's the new month. You're going to go uh, You're gonna go undefeated in the best bets. 2-0. I'm ready for you. North Carolina, Purdue. Yeah, I hope so. I think we'll get a we'll get a better idea in about 24 hours. But man, <laughs> I just need one. I feel like if I get one, then the yeah, that's start all you coming need. to me. And that's why I kind of showed some restraint to not betting any NFL this week. Just two college plays that just bets I would be fine with losing, uh, but with the best bet streak I'm on, I, I really want one one of the two. Like I'll take a split, and that's how that's how things have gone around here. That's how you start the, the turn around. October. <laughs> yep <laughs> we'll uh we'll have our best bets video on stadium bets on twitter at stadium bets so you can watch the recap of all of our best bets and of course we have our college football roundtable at watchstadium.com and nate has his nfl picks at watchstadium.com so good luck to everyone this weekend and we'll talk to you back here on monday